Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today's episode is sponsored by the Adventure Challenge. Sometimes coming up with an activity for the entire family can be daunting. It's nice to have a go-to option for getting everyone together and just doing a thing. The Adventure Challenge is that thing. You open the book, pick a mystery adventure, scratch it off to reveal what you'll be doing, and have some fun with the whole family. Then you fill in the book, add photos, and it becomes a keepsake. It's a really fun thing to have on hand. Visit theadventurechallenge.com and use promo code KIDSTORIES for a discount. Now on to some shout-outs. Happy 8th birthday to Andre Soriano from Virginia. Andre, I'm glad you enjoy the show. I think if you were a character of the Valley Town Ninjas, you would be a traveling potion maker. You would travel all over the island, collecting ingredients and selling the most amazing potions. Have an awesome birthday. I'd like to give a shout-out to Lucien, Massimo, and Pascal from Seattle. Lucien drew a pretty epic dragon the other day. Thanks for that, Lucien. I think if you three were characters in the valley, you would be members of a traveling circus. But secretly ninjas. Of course. Thanks for listening, you three. Sydney Walton shared a great map drawing from one of the YouTube videos. That's awesome, Sydney. If you were a character in Valley Town, I think you would be a teacher at the Academy who specializes in dance magic. Thanks for listening, Sydney. And Joel, Tess, Marshall, and Bennett like to listen. I think if you all were characters in the Valley, you'd be cave crashers like Tim and Ray, protecting your family's gemstone mines from bandits. Thanks for listening, you all, and thanks for that dropkick drawing, Joel. Now on to today's story. Last time, the Dropkick sisters suspected Hambone McCoy of stealing barbecue bee sauce from the various beehives all around the island. We join them now as they continue their investigation to get to the bottom of this sweet, delicious barbecue mystery. The Dropkick sisters waited outside Hambone McCoy's Barbecue Blast restaurant until it closed. They hid nearby and watched as Hambone left. After he left the restaurant for the day, they secretly followed Hambone back to his house. They thought perhaps he was keeping the barbecue beehive there. They poked around his home, but there was nowhere big enough for him to hide such a large beehive. So they laid in the tall weeds near his home all night long, waiting and watching. Early in the morning, Hambone left his house to go open the restaurant once again. He climbed into his wagon, and his horses pulled it down the dirt road. But Hambone didn't go straight to his restaurant. He took a little detour. His wagon rattled and wobbled down an old road, through some trees, and into a clearing. Devney and Samaya followed him, and sure enough, there was a big barn in the middle of this small clearing surrounded by trees. The girls hid behind some trees and watched. Hambone entered the barn. A few minutes later, he came out carrying a heavy bucket. And then he carried a second bucket and a third bucket from out of the barn. Then he locked it up. Hambone hopped back up onto the wagon and headed down the road. You think we should follow him? asked Devney. We know where Hambone's going, said Samaya. I think we should stay here and get inside that barn. Devney nodded in agreement. They waited a few more minutes until they could no longer hear the rattle of Hambone's wagon. The Dropkick sisters approached the barn. Devney used her lock-picking tools to pick the lock, and in no time the barn door creaked open. Inside the barn, they saw the giant barbecue beehive. 
It was suspended by ropes from the ceiling. These bees can't get out to find pollen, noticed Devney. He's, he's got them locked up in here to hide them, but they can't find flowers to get pollen, and once their barbecue supply is gone, then... then... Then they'll die, finished Samaya. Not cool. Totally not cool, agreed Devney. The girls explored the barn to look for clues. They only found one set of footprints, probably ham bones from getting buckets of barbecue bee sauce every morning from the hive. I think our first priority is getting this hive back to the cave, said Devney. Once we do that, we can go after ham bone. This hive is massive, though said Samaya. We're going to need some help. I think we might know some big helpers we can call on, said Devney. Devney then pulled a small horn from her bag. The girls went outside and Devney blew into the horn. It sounded like a cross between a train horn and an elephant's trumpet. Moments later, a thundering sound rumbled through the trees. The leaves trembled and flocks of birds took flight. The cracking sound of breaking tree trunks filled the air as the girls stood and waited next to the barn. They turned to the source of the sound and saw two huge golden-tusked elephants crash through the forest. The elephants looked around and walked up to the girls. Hey, you two, said Samaya. Thanks for coming. We've got a big problem. Devni and Samaya walked to the front of the barn and swung open the two huge doors. The elephants slowly lumbered in, looking all around. Some stinker stole this hive from the cave, said Samaya. You know the bee cave, right? The elephants both nodded. They could not speak, but they could understand what the girls were saying. These gold-tusked elephants knew the Dropkick sisters from a previous mission. Can you two carry this hive back to the cave? asked Devney. The bees need to be back in their natural habitat. The elephants slowly circled the giant beehive looking it over and estimating its weight. One of the elephants leaned its head down so that its massive golden tusks were under the hive. Slowly, it lifted its head and the hive rested between the tusks. Devni and Samaya saw what the elephant was trying to do. They cut the ropes that suspended the hive from the ceiling. The elephants each gave a short little honk from their trunks and left the barn. One of the elephants carried the barbecue beehive and the other led the way. Well, that's done, said Samaya. Now to deal with Hambone. The girls rushed back into town. They knew Hambone would be at his restaurant. He was there every day from open to close. They got back into town around lunchtime and, as usual, it was busy. Hambone's restaurant was still the hot new place for lunch. The girls stood outside the front of the restaurant discussing a plan. So what do you think our approach should be here? asked Devney. Well, how about we just uh, walk through the front door and start yelling, said Samaya. That plan sounds childish and disorganized, said Devney. I love it. The Dropkick sisters walked right up to the front door of Hambone McCoy's barbecue blast. They kicked the door at the same time, and it ripped off its hinges and crashed into the restaurant. Everyone inside turned to see the Dropkick sisters as angry as ever. Hambone was at a table across the room, and he spun around in shock. Before he could gather himself to say anything, Samaya shouted, Hambone McCoy has been feeding us barbecue bee sauce. Haven't you, Hambone? Everyone eating at the restaurant scrunched up their faces in disgust. 
They knew it was delicious, but they didn't want to be eating the barbecue sauce from an endangered bee. Well, now, hang on there. Uh, just one second now. You see, there's a perfectly good explanation for... I just, uh... uh... Hambone stumbled over his words. Soon he realized that the only way out of this for him was through the back door. He dashed to the kitchen at the back of the restaurant, and the girls raced after him. They zipped between tables and into the kitchen. They could see Hambone approaching the back door at top speed. His wagon was parked just outside that door. Devney whipped out one of her fighting sticks and threw it ahead of her into the kitchen, but Hambone wasn't the target. The fighting stick flew from her hand, sailed through the air toward a high shelf, and knocked into a large jar of ketchup. The jar toppled over and ketchup poured down on top of Hambone. The ketchup splashed all over him and onto the floor around him. The ketchup blinded him, and he slipped and fell down the stairs just outside the back door. Hambone was terrified of the Dropkick sisters, and he scrambled back to his feet. He wiped his eyes, and ketchup smeared all over his face. He raced to his wagon and reached inside. The girls leaped out the back door of the restaurant, just as Hambone spun around with two swords in his hands. You're covered in ketchup, you know, said Samaya. You look ridiculous. You sneaky little forest ninjas! How dare you, said Hambone. Oh, you're no match for me! Come on! Hambone took a fighting stance. Devney and Samaya looked at each other and nodded their heads. Devney reached down to her utility belt and revealed a small leather pouch. She held it up in front of her and said, Little known fact, fire ants love ketchup. And she tossed the pouch at Hambone. His eyes went wide at the thought of being covered in ketchup and fire ants. He reacted in defense and swung a sword at the pouch. The pouch sliced open and hundreds of ants burst forth. The ants covered Hambone and he screamed in fear and dropped to the ground. Hambone rolled on the ground and yelled, Get him off of me! Help! Get him off of me! The Dropkick sisters casually walked up to Hambone, rolling around on the ground. By now, the customers had emptied out the back door of the restaurant to see what was going on. A crowd formed and the officials were on their way. Calm down, Hambone, said Devney. They're not really fire ants. They're just regular ants. But they also love ketchup. Hambone froze and realized that while he was covered in ants, none of them were biting him. He gritted his teeth in anger. Hambone could see he was surrounded now and was completely found out. He sat there in the dirt, covered in ketchup, until the officials arrived to take him away. As punishment, Hambone was required to plant 10,000 flowers all throughout the island to help promote the barbecue bee species. And that summer, with all those new flowers, the island was the most beautiful it had ever been. The End Thanks for listening, everyone. Now for some awesome shout-outs. Vincent shared an awesome drawing of a tree beast. Thanks for that, Vincent. You're awesome. Gulliver from Barker's Vale, Australia, shared a great drawing of Kano the Lava Dragon. Great stuff, Gulliver. You're awesome. Landon, Keenan, and Bungie from Encinitas, California, actually made a valley town scene from Cookies and Cake. Very impressive, Kelly family. You're all awesome. And Declan from Kalauna, British Columbia, shared a drawing of a very spooky tree beast. Thanks for that, Declan. You're awesome. 
The website is kidstoriespodcast.com. The email is kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. There are more stories at patreon.com forward slash kidstoriespodcast. Adios.